You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Revelation chapter 12. We'll read from verse 7 to 12. I have a message for somebody, praise the Lord. And the message is that there is a war going on. There's a war going on. It's not Russia, Ukraine. Not um, UAE, Saudi Arabia, Yemen. It's not Syria war. There's a more serious war going on. They are that Dr. Konozo began to speak to us on his confidence and expectation of a revival. Let's read our text and then we'll continue. Revelation 12 from 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil, and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Come with me quickly. Let's read another passage. Luke chapter 1, we'll read from verse 67. This was Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist. At his birth, this was the song that the Holy Spirit inspired him to sing or prophecy. Now his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to perform the message promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Brethren, God is saying to you and I today that we should wake up. He wants us revived. He wants us to come to terms with the environment, the reality in which we are in. 
we have physically in our world a sensitivity to the world and the things that are happening and is affecting everybody. However, since the fall of man from Genesis chapter 3, there has been a war going on. Death had come in. The Bible says, by one man came death. Since the sin of Adam and Eve, our first parents, death was authorized to flow through the world. And what that began was it began a process of degeneration. It began a process of decay. It began a process of disintegration, of deterioration. So that things automatically disintegrate. Things automatically degenerate. Things automatically deteriorate. So there is nothing that is constant. Everything is changing. There is this beautiful house. um, Well, I'm sure you've noticed quite a few of them within the city of Abuja. When the houses are completed, they look so beautiful and, you know, wonderful and all of that. But you notice that after a couple of years, two, three, four, five years, if there is no maintenance done on that building, it doesn't look the same way. Why? Because degeneration is automatic. Decay is automatic. In fact, the funny one which the Spirit of God made me think about was that my white shirt, without any effort, even with the best of my effort, they turn brown. How many witnesses do I have? And then my black shirts, without any effort, turn white. Black shirts can turn white. Why don't my white shirts white whiter? And my black shirts get blacker. You know why? Because there is a system released in the world. Is a war going on. Things are being resisted. There's a resistance. There's a degeneration going on. A garden unattended becomes a bush. In fact, if your immune system were to go on break... For five minutes, you will drop dead. There are, there are viruses and bacteria and enzymes in your body that can kill you in five minutes. If that immune system ceases to function. So God has so created it that parts of your body are continually fighting as you're standing, as you're working, everything you're doing. That's why they encourage us to do exercise and all of that. There, there are parts, you're carrying it everywhere you go, but it wants to kill you. There is a war, physical, spiritual, material. There is a war going on. And if you and I don't get our senses up, if we don't pull ourselves up by the color of our shirts, we will be pawns in this war. We will be casualties in this war. We will be consumed by this war. But the purpose of God and the intention of God is that you and I be overcomers. Somebody say amen. amen. Like the scripture where it says, and they overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb. The blood has been shed for us. That's why the message of the cross is the message of Christianity. Take away the cross, we have no hope. Take away the cross, we have no strength. Take away the cross, we can't stand at all. Praise the Lord. But the cross has to be carried. The cross has to be gone to. It has to be surrendered to. So this war is raging. And this war is everywhere. You know, like we would have realized, I believe almost everybody now, you know, is aware of some things that are happening. The war between Russia and Ukraine. We are not Russia. We are not Ukraine. We are not NATO. We are not the United States. We are none of that, but it's affecting us. That's why diesel has gone from 300 to 640. That's why very soon now, if the war doesn't stop, you won't be able to find bread at the price you find it because Ukraine and Russia produce more than almost half of the world's wheat uh, consumption. Many things, fertilizers and a lot of other things are going to become scarce. So, Even though you're not directly in the war, what is happening? The war is affecting you. Now, this war I'm talking about, you are directly in it. 
Ephesians 6 on the screen, please, verse 12, the message translation. It talks about, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, okay? But this is the way the message puts it. It says, this is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. A life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. What is at stake now? Is beyond my house, is beyond my car, is beyond my breakthrough. It's something that will last. If I win, I win for all eternity. If I lose, I lose for all eternity. You will not lose in the name of Jesus Christ. Because if you go home and read that passage from verse 10, you see that we have been equipped with all that we need to triumph in this war. The Bible says, put on the whole armor of God. These are some of the things that we have forgotten in Christianity. We are to put on the whole armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, our shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. All these things are necessary. Why? Because we are in a war. And in this war, there is no zone that is excluded. There is no demilitarized zone. There is nobody that has had an accord with the devil and say, mind your business and I mind my business. There is no such agreement. If you have signed it, you are being deceived because this enemy is out. But thanks be to God who always was, causes us to triumph through Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. So this war is raging on all fronts. It's raging psychologically, it's raging materially, it's raging in science, it's raging everywhere. It's raging in dimensions that we don't even know. All are involved in this war, how be it some knowingly. And some unknowingly. But whether you know it or not, it is just like, you know, what is happening in Russia and Ukraine. The woman in the village doesn't know where Russia is. She doesn't know who Putin is. She doesn't know who Zelensky is. She doesn't know what's going on. But it's affecting her bread and butter. It's the same way. This cosmic war, this war that we are told that the angels fought. Notice that the angels, it was angel Gabriel and Satan that was fighting, not Jesus and Satan. Because Jesus and Satan are not mates. Come, can we put our hands together? <laughs> Praise the Lord. The only reason Jesus still considers Satan and gets into anything that is involved is because of us. It's because he loves us. If not for us, he'll just banish him. But because we got involved and sold our mandate to Satan, that's why he has to talk to him. That's why he has to endure him. But Jesus is not the devil's mate, or the devil is not Jesus' mate. Praise the Lord. He's seated in heavenly places where? Far above principalities and powers. So note that that war is between his servants. Michael is an angel. Angel is a is servant. Michael, the servant of Jesus and Satan. This should settle the fear of some of us have for the enemy. Praise the Lord. The only fear you should have is the fear of God. So all are involved in this war, some unknowingly, some knowingly. Some are actively involved in this war. And when I wrote this down, I remember the testimony, you know, that um, Pastor Debo shared with us many years ago. He said they were in church, you know, and there was a pastor amongst them. And this pastor was always on his case, just provoking him, looking for his trouble and all of that. And he said one day, he doesn't know what happened, but this pastor came to him. And said to him that he wants to confess that his sole purpose had been to make sure that he misses God, that he misses heaven. This is a pastor 
He's not on the road. He's not an armed robber. He's not a kidnapper. He's inside the caucus. And this was his agenda to make sure that another person makes help. What am I trying to say? As you read the word of God, because of the nature of this war, you cannot take any situation for granted. Somebody might say, ah, forgive no matter what someone does for you. Say, pastor, if you know what this person did to me. You, you don't know whether that person is a knowing agent in the hand of the devil. What if somebody decides, I will make sure you're working on forgiveness? What will be your part in it? Will you surrender? That's why we're learning there's a war. Because we have this civilian mentality. We have this mentality that is how I feel. He said, the Bible says, no one who is engaged in warfare entangles himself with civilian affairs. I was listening, if you, some of us may have heard this, some Nigerian students being interviewed. One of them said they trekked from Kiev to where they had to board a train, to where they got to board a train. They trekked for 13 hours from 8 p.m. in the night till 9 a.m. This was in the snow. The only reason they could do that was they were hearing bombs and shells detonating, isn't it? If somebody had told them, let's go for a walk, would they walk for nine hours? 13 hours, sorry. Would they do that? But you see, when you know you're in a war, there's something that happens to you. You just change, and that's a change I'm praying for somebody today in the name of Jesus. Because if you read the Bible, I pray we have the time for you to understand that there is a serious battle going on. We sing, we clap, we dress nice and all of that. But there is a war going on. And the sooner you and I realize where, what we're involved in, the easier it is for us to make it. And I pray we will all make it in the name of Jesus. So knowingly or knowingly, I try to give the illustration of somebody who knew. There are persons who know where they are in this war. Persons are boasted to other persons that you think you're a man. I will show you in your office. If a lady tells you that, run. If possible, resign from that office. You don't do much for such a person. A brother once told us that he had this problem with fornication. And he decided that the next girl that he's tempted to sleep with, he will beat her. That he will go violent for, uh, for being the temptation. That's an extreme one, isn't it? But he's beginning to understand what it is. So it's not someone saying the devil moved me. No, he said, this devil, before you make me, you make him commit fornication. Make him commit battery. And I'm sure if he commits battery, I, I don't know whether he carried it out. But, but you see, what is at stake is life and death. And it's not life and death of burial. We are talking about eternal life and eternal death. But because we don't know we're in this war, you see people, you see, you see the arguments, people argue, you know, why can't I do this? Uh, but if somebody uh, does this to me, why shouldn't I do this? Am I a fool? Uh, can you just treat me anyhow? You don't understand. When there is a war, look at, do you see CNN? Do you see the people moving? Can you tell the difference between the billionaire and the poor man? Can you tell who has a lot of goods and who has no goods? Maximum they are carrying is one tiny hand luggage. That's the maximum. You know why? There is a war. When there is a war, you take everything off. You want to survive. That's why if you enter the plane and are speaking to you, you know, the protocols before the plane takes off, they tell you in the event of an emergency, leave your bag behind. Because at that time, it's not your bag you need. You need your life. Praise the Lord, somebody. There is a serious war going on, and this war had been on 
The enemy is out to take somebody's soul. He will not find yours in the name of Jesus. In this war, everything and everyone this can be weaponized. Let me rephrase that. Everything and everyone is a permissible weapon. If you're following what is happening, they're saying that uh, Russia might introduce chemical you know, uh, weapon and all of that. So if you just reading the news now, you are aware of the uh, bombs that are being thrown. So that's what? That's firepower. You are aware of the um, propaganda. You know in Russia, you don't say that at war. If you say that in Russia, I think it's 15 years jail term. You say they are carrying out an exercise. Putin said it's a liberation venture. They want to liberate the people. There's a propaganda. There's a war of words going on. While they are shooting, there's a war of words. Ukraine said they've killed 6,000 uh, uh, Russian soldiers. Russia is saying that. So, so this war is on that level. The war is also on the economic level. I am sure you never knew war could be fought at that level. This is what is going on now. So they're shorting this, they're targeting this. And I'm sure you also know that war is also fought on the cyber level. Okay? So the wars are fought on severe fronts. Besides even what is a war? Maybe I should explain that so someone doesn't, you know, lose me completely. A war is a period of hostile relationship between parties, countries, you know, factions or whatever. A period of hostile relationship. Now, from the moment you and I are born into this world, we are in a war. Until we leave, the war does not end. When you're on holiday, there's a war. When you're fighting, there's a war. When you cease fighting, whatever it is, there's a war going on. That's why I've told us here, you're married here, you must understand that you're in a war. From the day you said, I do, somebody is keeping records and he wants your marriage to fail. It's not your wife, it's not your husband. There's an enemy who wants to prove that that marriage supper of the Lamb. The Bible says, the Apostle Paul speaking, when I speak of marriage, I speak concerning Christ and his church. There is somebody that wants to make it as though Christ will not be faithful to his church. So he attacks marriages. So no matter what you do, if you don't understand it's a war, you're going to miss it. But you understand and decide that this marriage I've gotten into will survive. This marriage will stand in the name of Jesus. Your husband wakes up and says, I hate you. He says, I love you. He says, I'll beat you. He says, beat me, but I love you. Because there is a war going on. He says, stupid. He says, how stupid am I? Stupid enough for you to marry me. Everything can be weaponized. Nothing is taken away. Have you seen parents quarrel over children? Why are you siding my child? Why? The, the child is, belongs to the two of them. But a war can break out. The one I don't even understand is women and their money. You change your name from your father's name and your mother's name to start answering your husband's name. But you want your money to answer your name. Husbands, please help me ask your wives beside you. They have a name. They call it she money. But you left your she house and became his husband, his wife. If you sit back and analyze situations and circumstances you faced, even as simple as road rage, you know how many people have not arrived at their destination because of road rage? And the things that cause it, that provokes road rage, if you're patient for two seconds, it will pass. But you see, somebody wants you not to make it to your destination. I've heard of people who trailers ran down and they died because somebody scratched their tail light. You don't bash my car. Oyubo better. 
and they die. And then when they get to where they're going to, they ask them, what killed you? You say, scratch. Because you don't understand there is a war. The closest to this thing, how many of us have lived in Lagos here? You see, when you live in Lagos, there are some things that happens to you, you, start, you continue going. Do you understand? Somebody just slaps you like that, you don't fight, you continue going. Because the fight is to go somewhere. But because you know this is not a normal situation, this is not a civil, it's not a peaceful environment. So you keep pressing on. So everything and everyone can be weaponized. What are the things that are weaponized? Even, I, I mean, things we understand that there's a struggle for things. Time. You see a lot of people, believers, who, you know, who had genuine encounters with God, had beautiful relationship with the Lord, and for some reason, the promise of God begins to delay in their life. And when you hear them talk now, they are talking like apostles. They are talking like people who had never known the Lord. Why? Because marriage was delayed. Why? Because the fruit of the womb was delayed. Why? Because the healing was delayed. And if you put everything time can cost a man in this life, it cannot be more than 110 years. Scully's grandmother is 110 or 15. If you want to push it, let's say 130 years. What is 130 years compared to eternity? We're having a discussion the other day and we're speaking about the frustration and the challenge of, you know, Christian single ladies who are getting older and are afraid what is going to happen and all of that. And if, if you don't know there is a war, then you can begin to think of different options. But when you understand there is a war, and the, the way I looked at it is this. If there is a guarantee that if I do what I do and I have a child, I and that child will stay together for eternity, then you may do it. But if you do what you do and get a child, and the child in, in 10 years will enter boarding house, isn't it? By 16 years, the child is in um, university. By 18 or 19, the child doesn't want to speak to you. If you come in, the child is wondering, it just keeps quiet until you leave the room. By 20-something, you call the child, and the child is saying, old woman, leave me alone. And then you ask yourself, is this why I, I broke my relationship with Jesus? Is this why I disobeyed Jesus? What, what in this world is what losing this world? You see, the Bible said, for what shall a man give in exchange his soul? That's what we are pulling. We are not pulling prosperity. We are not pulling long life. Long life is good. Praise the Lord. And may the Lord give us all long lives. Amen. But if our testimony like Methuselah is that he lived 930 something years or 65 and he died. Where is Methuselah now? He's dead. Even if he lived 2,000 years, we wouldn't still have met him. You know those days when we were living in uh, school, secondary school, we used to write our names. You know, so-so person was here. How many wrote that? It's a hunger for eternity. Now, what does it matter if your name is there that you were there and you don't account for anything? You leave the school with let my people go. Those who have, you know, uh, straight A's, the school is still publishing their names without them writing it. If you go to their records, they'll say in seven, 1977, we had a brother, King Soso, you know, he made straight A's. You don't need to write your name on the wall for it to be remembered. So everything is being weaponized. Time, delays. So people can, you know, people generate a message of God must answer you today. The God of now, now, now. That is a war coming on because when you subscribe to the God of now, 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 you know what you put in the other pocket? Compromise. 
That's why believers are being deceived. All these Ponzi schemes are catching believers. Why? Because they've listened to the gospel of now, now, now. Their eyes have been shut. They've been blinded by greed. Didn't the Bible tell us that the love of money is the root of what? And those who have gone after it, what has happened? They've had their consciences pierced with hot iron. God will bless you. He says he will supply all your what? That word sounds like greed. But it's not greed. Last, last Sunday, dad caught me because I, I've been trying to buy a car for my wife and the money is not complete. So dad said, but I didn't tell God the money is not complete and it's a Lexus. You know the Holy Spirit speaks. So you say you're, you're talking to God. I never prayed that prayer. God knows. But he said, so he made me even forget the car. It's just that my wife now, I don't know. God will help her. My money for Lexus is not complete. It was me he was talking about. <laughs> but imagine if he had said, today, today. That money will be complete. Today, now, now. You know what will happen? My eye will start shining. Where is the money coming from? That's the danger. Time is a weapon in this world. Do you know that everything that is a pressure on you to acquire now is because God had promised it to you? Can't really lost after anything that God has not placed the desire in you. God is your maker. You see? I have a pressing iron and it's a steam iron. It means that they provided, the maker provided that it will contain water. Am I right? Now, there are the ions, the olden, the charcoal ions, they didn't provide for it to carry water. So that charcoal ion cannot thirst for water because it was not designed by his maker. But the maker of this pressing iron, the steam iron, designed that it will take water. So when you desire something, know that your maker put it there. And if he put it, then surely he will supply all your need according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. But there will be a fight of time. Is it going to happen today? So people, you know, now, and I don't know what they're teaching people, but very soon in the next six months, you start hearing God of the 11th hour. And then compromise heightens. Desperation increases. Because there's a war going on. There's a war of time. There's a war of money. How big are you? How has God blessed you? And you're thinking, has God blessed me? Somebody say, God has blessed me because I'm a billionaire. Oh, because you're a billionaire, God has blessed you. God has blessed Putin more. That's what it means. Isn't it? Because he's richer than you. God has blessed Dangote more because he's richer than you. If I'm blessed because I have money, then it means that a lot of unbelievers are more blessed than I. So money is not a problem, but it's a weapon. I'm going somewhere, praise the Lord. So that you can understand even the pain you're experiencing. Someone told me, you know, my uncle, he was very ill and I think the wife took him somewhere else. And T.B. Joshua, this thing. And I asked him, ah, officer, he was a naval. I said, ah, what's going on here? He said, when, when sickness comes, you don't know what you're doing again. So pain is a weapon. So this is what he's telling me is that if not for the sickness, he would not have gone there. And you know, you know, the danger of these things is that you can appear insensitive because the person who is a Christian must surrender. The Bible says, he that tries to save his life, what will happen? Will lose it. If I preach you the gospel of saving your life, you will not make heaven, I tell you the truth. Because the devil will know that you try to save your life. And he will create the detours that will send you to hell. What it means is that circumstances will come where it will seem as if God is delayed. But the pattern of believers is that they believe where the scripture we read and did not love their lives until when? 
unto death. What it meant is that these people have said, I will follow Jesus. And for how long? For the rest of my life. Like the three Hebrew boys said, they said, oh king, we are not careful to answer you. If our, our God is able, settle that to deliver us. But if he doesn't, we're not changing God. Those are people who know there's a battle. So somebody's listening to me in your office now. There's something going on, some politics going on. And the pressure is on you to compromise and get a promotion. It's a battle, sir. What is the benefit of a promotion that you regret for the rest of your life? You get the promotion, but you don't get the peace that will come with it. Every day you sit on the chairs like you're sitting on thorns. Why? Because they've weaponized that promotion. Everything is weaponized. The enemy doesn't care. He can use pain or pleasure. He can use pleasure. And some people are exposed to pleasure. When you hear them talk, you wonder whether the Holy Ghost had visited them before, not whether they carry the Holy Ghost. Because they just look around and say, this is heaven. They say nothing can be better than this. Nothing can be better than silver and gold. I've never seen anything like this. No. The Bible says the things which are seen are temporal. So as beautiful as anything seen is, the sensitive person knows that this is still not it. I have what? More than gold. It's, so you, you understand everything, every single thing. You're listening to me now. Whether it's pain, whether it's pleasure, whether it's even grief. Grief, some, some persons, you know, in their moment of grief, they open up their mouths and they speak, you know, things against God. And you wonder, this thing is in the book. They have examples written for us. Job understood what was going on. What happened to Job? Job lost money. Job lost children. Job lost health. Job lost everything. And we see from Job's account that it was a battle. It was a fight. It was not a fight for his prosperity. It was not a fight for his children. It was not a fight for his health. At the root of every battle is that Satan wants you to come to his side. Somebody say, I'm not going. <laughs> Hallelujah. The scripture we read, Luke chapter 1, 74. It said to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies. Salvation is being delivered from your enemies. It's not being delivered from your former friends. The devil is not your ex. Praise the Lord. No, being taken out from the hand of the devil is, is a deliverance. You have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. When that deliverance takes place, child of God, every person who has had a captive doesn't want that captive to remain free. Remember, he has your DNA. Remember, he knows how you do. Remember, he knows where you go. So I've told you here, one of the things that has helped me as a Christian is that I know where he took me from. I don't forget where I'm coming from. I know I have an enemy. I know the tendencies that, I know my muscle memory from that side. But look at what he said here. He said to grant us that we being what? Delivered from the hand of our enemies should what? Float around, roam around, loiter. What should we do? We engage immediately. If you look at the account with the nation of Israel, God said to them, I brought you out that I might bring you in. The only safe places you have come from being a captive of the devil, you must go to become a soldier in the Lord's army. What I'm trying to say, sirs and masters, is this. Anybody who understands what is happening cannot think or allow himself to think like a civilian. 
There's a war going on. And in this war, many are foot soldiers. You know, foot soldiers just carrying out, you know, the work of the devil. Just like the average, you know, uh, Christian in Nigeria. We don't understand what is going on. Because the, the way we talk, the way we comment, the way we push things on social media. I'm not amongst those who say if, um, if somebody who calls himself a pastor does something wrong, he should be covered. No. But at the same time, I'm not saying you should make it your occupation to look for the faults in the church. It's not a job for the Christian. It's a job for the devil. Part of the devil, the, the, Satan is adversary. Devil is accuser. If none of those are your names, then whatever you see, learn from it and take heed and run. Praise the Lord. What those things imply are their lessons. They are not things you should occupy yourself with. You're neither the devil nor Satan. He has enough people doing his work. But because people don't understand there is a war going on. The challenge is this. Every day, people are going to hell. Every day, people are going to heaven. Which part are you playing? I'm not asking your neighbor. I'm asking you. I had a problem with one preacher many years ago because of that. Because every time he was on television, he was a former Muslim. He was just destroying the church, destroying the church. And I said, if... Somebody turns on to Christian television and he listens to you. Let him hear what Christ is doing. And then point out, you know, where people may be confused. But don't make it an assignment. Because, you see, if I don't know Christ and I don't, I've never had an encounter with church and everything you tell me is that all pastors are thieves. How many pastors have I met? But you that have met one good pastor, are you promoting that good pastor so that everybody's looking for him? Unknowingly, people are working for the devil. In a nation where Ponzi schemes, you know, prosper like anything, people are having issues with church. If you do that, your work well. MMM and Chimmack and the rest of them shouldn't chop anybody's money. If you are such an activist, but you can see you're not doing it well. How many people lost money on this one now? If you're in the father's church and you lose money there, you know, may the Lord restore in Jesus, sincerely, but I'm sorry because you shouldn't. The spirit of greed should not be operating in you. I've told you here, I know where my mate, I know where I can be. But you see, I've sown suit of contentment. You know why? The Bible said something. Never forget it. It said godliness. Which what? Is what? It means godliness without contentment is great loss. How many of you am I relating with you based on how much you have? Why should it bother you? The beauty of a Christian is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the attractiveness of the believer. When you see it, I, I love men of integrity. I love women of integrity. I love people who say what they should do and do it. I love people who stand on... You see, there, there are people who glow in the eyes of the righteous. Honorable men. When I see a man loving the wife, when I see a wife submitting to the husband, when I see a businessman doing things the way he should do it, I respect him. You know why? Because these people understand what is at stake. So, majority are pawns and captives. They don't know what is going on. They just flow, they move this direction, move that direction. But there is a war. And every time, you might not carry a signboard, sir. You might not carry a signpost, man. But you're turning people in one direction by your actions or inactions. 
He said the challenge for you and I must be to get to the point where even your enemies will go to heaven because of you. Say amen. The Bible says when they revile you as evildoers, by the observation of your good conduct, they will glorify God. So even those who are quarreling with you, when they see your response, they will repent. That's what we're talking about. It's a war. You see, and in this war, if you want to know where you are in this war, you just permit now. As long as we're here, we don't know. But what we know is that he's appointed unto man what? Everybody has that appointment. And when that appointment comes, then we'll now know. But those of us who are looking forward to that day, there's a sensitivity. We are not pawns. We are not captives. We are not even full soldiers. I got familiarized with the word recently. And that word is neutralized. How many of us have heard it being used? So they say they've neutralized, you know, 120 arsenal of the enemy. They've neutralized this. America uses that a lot. And the Spirit of God was telling me that a lot of Christians have been neutralized. You got born again truly, but you've been neutralized. And to neutralize something is to apply sufficient, you know, force or whatever, chemical, in the opposite direction, opposite force. So that that thing is, but it has no impact. So we have what we call nominal Christians. They pray in the Spirit. They worship God in the spirit, unquote. Their everything is just in their spirit, not in the spirit. So I'm, I'm clear. You see, what that does is that it, it places you in a class of nominalism. And the people who are in that group, the simple thing that is happening there is that there has been a love of the world. And the Bible says, do not love the world, nor the things that are in the world. You know why they are telling us that? You know, recently I'm realizing that the Holy Spirit is telling me why he told me things. And that's the goodness of God. You see, when you trust God wholeheartedly, he will now explain things to you. God doesn't explain in advance. Obedience is the first thing he requires from you. Can I repeat that? Some of us are wanting God to explain things to us. He's not our mate. Because you have not explained things to your children. You expect them to obey you, isn't it? And then after some time, when they come to a particular age. Now, God began to explain to me, the reason I said you should not love the world, nor the things that are in the world. You know, the Bible says, for if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And then he says, all the things that are in the world are what? They are passing away. But he that loves the Lord, what happens? He abides forever. He said, when you love the world, the enemy can use the things of the world and neutralize you. And make you as if you don't exist. Have you come to some homes and it's as though the father of the house is not existing? When for the past five years you come home drunk, sometimes your children say, you say good morning and the time is 5 p.m. How much respect would that child have for you? Every time when they knock on the door, you're hiding. Who is there? You investigate before the child tells the visitor that is at home or not at home. You'll be neutralized in that house. May God show us mercy in the name of Jesus. Every time you're raising hand to beat your wife, and your son has never seen you beat a Mupul officer before. You're just strong where, where mommy is. You neutralize your manhood. And then for the woman as well, God has given you mouth to talk. And the birds are there singing. You don't go and compete with them. It's every time. And your son is just wondering, make my papa no die. Do we understand what we're saying? We don't allow ourselves. We are sensitive. There is a war and we are officers. We must consciously decide to stand on the side of God. So I said many are full soldiers. Many more. Majority are captives. They don't even know what they do. 
So they just move in one direction. You know, something trends and they move in that direction. What about those who started taking naked pictures because they're pregnant? Born again people. Pawns. May God have mercy on them. These things come out and Christians join them. Pawns, captives. You just join them. There are serious matters on the table. There are many who are saying who shows any. There are people who are getting lost. There are people who wake up every day and are wondering, is there life after death? Can I be forgiven? Does Jesus save? I'm a sinner. Is there a way? And all you do is do challenge. Neutralized. But you'll be activated today in the name of Jesus. So in essence, Christianity is not a spectator sport. You can't. You cannot be sure you're a Christian if you're not in active service. It's not possible. Listen, if there are people, you know, who don't like limelight, you cannot not like limelight more than me. Don't imagine that Pastor Ike nice pastor. You know, there are some people who like to hold mic. I hold this mic unwillingly. I hold it because there is no choice. If I have my way, I'll be ushering. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you see, it says that we've been delivered from our enemies. My do what? There, there are some things that happen to you. You can't keep quiet. Is someone getting what I'm saying? The four lepers, they said, ah, this is a day of good news. He said, if we continue like this, something evil. And do I have a witness of somebody who knows that he cannot but tell about Jesus? Because what he has done for me, I can't keep quiet. I'm telling you. I don't want to bore you with my stories. But is it fear? I've lived in fear. But I've known deliverance. There was a time I kept money and gone. Money to settle and robbers or gone to fight them. Depending on their level of firepower. I'm telling you the truth. And it wasn't all just anyhow gone. It was gone from Liberia. That's how, that's, how, that's how world sensitive I was. For those who don't know, I did pirates in school. So we know what it is to hit. We know what it, you know, we understand this. But when Jesus saves you, is somebody hearing me? When you are delivered from your enemies, we will get somewhere. In, I mean, people talk about Saleh, you know, anybody who understands what I'm talking we would go into some middle forest of nowhere and just sing and dance and get drunk and waste from about 6 p.m. in the evening till 5 a.m. in the morning. Do you understand? And look forward to it and travel. We travel from Enugu to Jos, just to Sally. And if anybody looks for a fight, you're ready for the fight. In fact, you're, you're not happy. There is no trouble. That we've been delivered from the hands of our enemies. My, so, how can God deliver me? And then I'll just come and say, like this. No, no. It means I've been neutralized. Look at the Bible. Everyone that is saved, you see their dedication almost in equal proportion to where they came out from. That's why the apostle Paul was the way he was. Because when God brought him out, he was running a race. If you're truly saved, you cannot be neutral. Except you are born into the family, you know, of, I don't know who to use an example now, Holy Wedge. You know, that Holy Wedge is actually somebody's name, Reverend Wedge of Onicha. I read about him. He was a very holy man. And you were as holy as him. But if you have come from any part of this that, you know, I'm talking about, if you have had, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, then you should be winning boys and girls to the Lord because you misled them. Listen to me. The Bible says, redeeming the time for what? The days are evil. The Christian who is born again is active. That's what I'm trying to say. Unless you're neutralized. 
were taught some time ago that the Christian must be known where? In heaven. Your name must be in the book of life. The Christian must be known where? On earth. You must have a good testimony here. Then another place the Christian must be known is where? In hell. And when they know you in hell, they shouldn't know you as the one that is their friend. The demons are shaking, shaking. They see you coming. They say, chill now, our guy. He goes, soon pour beer. And the demons just chill. Oh, you are a person. No, 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 no. They should know you as a terror. They should know you as someone that has been delivered. Somebody said, I've been delivered. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. For Bible scholars that are here may be wondering and arguing, what is this man saying? Let's see the scripture. By grace, you have been saved through faith. And that not of ourselves is the gift of God. So my salvation is a gift. No doubt. I did nothing to earn it. Praise the Lord. Not of works. I didn't do something better and then they saved me and left the other person. No, not of works lest anyone what? Should boast. So there is no boasting in my salvation. There is no work that leads to salvation. Salvation comes to you. The Holy Spirit, you know, zeroes in on you. And if you are here and you have had that encounter with the Holy Ghost, please treasure it. One of the things that touches my heart like, you know, like few other things, when I pray, when I'm in deep worship, is when I remember the day the Holy Spirit came to me. I thank him for penetrating my darkness. Praise the Lord. Because the last time before that time I was in church, I was parked in a car waiting for a girl to finish their service and come. So that the Holy Spirit will have mercy on me and not kill me in church and save me. He penetrated my darkness and saved me. So it is the gift of God that saves. So no one can boast about it. Praise the Lord. But let's return together, everybody. He said, for we are what? Okay, let's personalize it. For I am created in, wait, for what? For what? That's what we are talking about. It means you're obligated to do good works. He said, this is what God prepared beforehand. That you should walk in it. You are obligated. Say I'm obligated. So it is not enough that some people are on fire. You should be on fire. It's not enough that somebody is praying. You should be praying. It's not enough that somebody is doing evangelism. You should be doing evangelism. It's not enough that somebody is giving millions to church. You should be giving millions to church. Giving is a privilege. Once God has blessed you, you owe God. Except it's the devil that blessed you. He said this, we are his workmanship, which God did what? Prepared is a debt. It's like the, the way we used to deceive ourselves those days. I, I did technical drawing. Anybody here did technical drawing? Okay, you understand what I'm saying. Is it Monday morning you submitted the assignment? You see, those technical drawing teachers, they used to give very difficult assignments. And those of us who didn't know what we were in school about, we would rush Monday morning and just rush it. And the work would be so rough. So they won't punish us for not doing the assignment, but we won't get a good score. Then when we see those who took time and did theirs and redid it and brought it, we'll be laughing at them. It's the laugh of fools. It's the laugh of fools. We call them a fickle, all kinds of names. But we are fools because that's what they came to school for. That's the proper thing they should be doing. Praise the Lord. That's what it should be. So this is what we are created to walk in before time. So we are saved unto good works. So if I'm saved and I'm not walking in good works... I've been neutralized. And God forbid that I remain neutralized in the name of Jesus. In fact, the Bible says it this way. It says, woe to them that are what? Are its desire. You know why? The devil wants them. I'm talking about heaven. All this thing I'm talking about is about heaven. The safest way to know you're going there is not just to be saved and his name, your name written. It's to be active 
in this warfare. There's a war going on. And the world is so active now. Uh, recently, we, we tried to get a dog. I don't know if I just Googled one uh, dog breed or so. My phone now, they call me on dogs. They say, show me this type. They show me this type. I try to change my glasses. They show me. So how many of us know their phones are listening to them? There was one we were even discussing in Igbo. The phone is understanding Igbo. We haven't even searched it. The things that they're showing me. The devil is not playing. Meta is not playing. Meta, Facebook. Why should you be playing? Nobody is playing. With all the money they have, they're that aggressive. They just hear you. You're having a conversation with her. You mentioned car. You just scroll. You see cars. They say this one is near you. How did they know where you are? They're monitoring you because the, the, the world is not allowing anything, you know, just go. There are no neutral people anywhere. People are fighting. It's believers that the enemy is busy trying to neutralize. But Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not what? Prevail. You will be built in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says, 1 Corinthians seven thirty one. It says, and those, because listening to me, don't imagine. We, we, we push to excel. We push for excellence. We stand for truth. We stand for righteousness. We stand for impact, for right things being done. But we know on the side we are. We know where we are fighting. Praise the Lord. You know, for, for those of us who are conversant with, you know, the things that are happening in our time. America is one loud mouth people. You know, they talk too much. You know, they talk too much. But you know why they're still unbreakable? They do so much more than they talk. By the time they're saying one thing, they've done hundred. So it's all right even if you talk, but do much more. Let it be that you have traveled in prayer. Let it be that you have gone ahead. Are you hearing me? But not that, you know, ground floor, they shake you. Nothing. First floor, they shake you. Nothing. And then you're not now making, you know, statements and saying, I'm this. No, no, no. You, 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 you must understand that they're measuring things. So it says, those who use this world as not what? Misusing it. So you become a user of this world. Praise the Lord. So what are the things we use? We use privileges. A lot of us here are privileged. We use beauty. We use this world. For anybody who wants to sit down and think about this God thing. And by the mercy of God, my marriage is a witness. Why my wife is very wonderful. I'm telling you the truth, not because I hold the mic. She's the best wife I could have married. She's making all effort. But even if she becomes troublesome, I will still love her. You know why? My marriage must be a witness. Do you understand? That's how the fight is. That's how serious, how much I understand this battle we're in. Because there are people with magnifying lenses looking to see where they'll say, hey, all these pastors, all these men of God. They're looking, but they will not. The more they look, the more they'll be convicted. Why? Because I know I'm in a battle and that everything is a weapon. So prosperity, you will prosper. But when you understand is a weapon, it's not for survivor, it's a weapon. You prosper so you can do more good. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 703 You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.